0: Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice. Nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax
1: questions. Is it really better to give than it is to receive? And if so, how much and when should we give it? Well, let's find out.
2: Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money The Worry Free Retirement, with your host, nationally recognized retirement specialist and four time author, Tony Walker.
1: One of the more frequent questions I receive from savers on a daily basis is this one. Tony, how much should I give back to myself and to my family? And here's the real kicker. When should I give it? Well, as someone who, like you, is a saver, as well as a consumer, I can certainly relate to this question because I, too, have often wondered aloud as to when is the best time to give money to myself and to the loved ones and those I care about. Especially given the fact that we don't know what tomorrow might bring and when we're going to take our last breath and won't be able to take this stuff with us. To truly understand the answer to this question, as well as feel good about the answer to it, you have to look at life and money differently than the way your parents and grandparents might have looked at it instead, what we call live well, die broke. It's a philosophy I created years ago in working with over 15,000 savers. Savers who, in many cases, wait too long to give money to themselves and to their loved ones and instead end up giving their money to those that they really would rather not. Which is why today we are going to explore why it is always better to give and, more importantly, when the best time to give might be. Well, welcome, folks, to the Worry-Free Retirement. And yes, I am that little man in the sweater vest, gift-giving specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker, and before we get into uh, today's program, I've got to introduce uh, the person producing this show as always, Mr. Aaron Orander. But Aaron will not be mic'd up today because we have in the studio my favorite nephew, fellow fiduciary, Mr. Wes Walker. Good morning, Wes. Good morning, Tony. How are you? I'm doing well and uh, kind of caught you off guard because we're gonna do some other TV recording later in the morning. And I said, hey, Wes, do you mind sitting in on this radio show? And you said, absolutely. I think what was your question? What's the topic? <laughs> Yeah, just needed to know that and I was ready to go. (laughs) But no, I think it's good that you're in this topic because what we're trying to do, folks, is not only encourage you to think about gift giving in a different way than maybe your parents and grandparents did, but also to remind you, and this is gonna surprise you what I share here, folks, this may be the best time. Listen, this is some good news, folks. This may be the best time in our nation's history, tax-wise, to give money not only to yourselves, but to those you love. So I thought uh, Wes and I were talking before the show. Before we get into the meat of the show, Wes, uh, first of all, just real quickly introduce yourself for those who may not be familiar with you. You've been with me about three years now, correct? Almost three years. And, And I think from your perspective, what you thought you might be doing, and I knew I wanted you to start learning and focusing on investments, but also the mind of this person we call a saver and how our approach to investments differs for these savers as opposed to maybe your typical money manager.
2: So the uh, the saver is typically given an array of options by an investment advisor that typically works with either only annuities or only investments like stocks, bonds, mutual funds. And they're not really presented with the best of both worlds, where they could get the guarantees of insured products like annuities and life insurance, and then the potential upside of investments like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and so forth. And then there's really no plan that ties all these products together and to really make sure that they're protected against downside, as well as not having the fear of running out of money. So having somebody that can do that is pretty impressive. And to be with an organization that you know fulfills that every day is awesome.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it, Wes. Um, we we were talking earlier, and we're also, uh, we'll get into this later in the show, I want you to get into some detail about some of the plans we're changing, or uh, putting in place in terms of how we manage portfolios, and we've decided internally, we're going to scrap the word portfolio. Uh, and I think this is kind of cool, actually, because traditionally, folks, you've heard the term portfolio, that usually means investments of hodgepodge of mutual funds and stocks and bonds, everybody calls those portfolios. and Uh, Years ago, I managed portfolios and charged a fee, and we still charge a fee for our portfolios, but we realize portfolios are more for investors and speculators. What we're doing with our investments, Wes, we're calling them strategies. So how do these strategies, as you see it now that you've been here three years, fit in line with the live well, die broke philosophy in that we want our clients to use and enjoy this money before it's too late. We're not trying to grow money and have this huge amount of money we're going to leave on our deathbed. So what what kind of excites you about being a part of the Charles Schwab platform and how we're using this term strategies now
2: well yeah so a lot of the fees that are you know charged by the investment world oftentimes one and a half even 2% the reason that they're paying that fee is to what they call generate alpha. We were laughing about this earlier. That term basically just means to try and beat the market. So, so slow down,
1: alpha. Go over that term again. Yeah, this I, is the
2: investment <laughs> nomenclature. Go ahead. There's a lot of words in there that I think they've just thrown in for fun, but alpha is <laughs> one of them. The idea behind generating alpha is just any points that you make above what the S&P 500 or the market makes. So if the market makes 10% in a year and your fund did 12%, well, you generated 2% of alpha, and you're looking like a kingmaker. I mean, you're. <laughs> Doing great. So uh, it doesn't happen a lot. That's the other thing people don't mention. Rarely do any of these investment managers actually generate the so called alpha over long periods of time. When you account for their fees, they're almost always returning less than a diversified index fund would. So, at any rate, though, what we're charging our fee for, which is usually about half of the industry average, is really for the planning that comes behind the strategies. And we're calling them strategies because there's not really that intent to generate alpha or beat the market. The idea is really just to put things in place that have a suitable risk tolerance for the saver and then to plan around that for things like giving to children, giving to charities, or just using and enjoying the money. That's what we're here for, to really plan for the money coming out, not so much to try and grow the money at all costs.
1: Oh, that's well said, Wes. And uh, and it's been, a—I would say, a fun challenge to do that. And it's been a work in process over the years. So, Uh again, before we get into the gift-giving strategies, folks, we're going to share with you, this is really some cool stuff coming up. And and again, if you're just now joining us tax-wise. This could be the best time in the history of this country to consider giving money not only to yourselves, but to those you love. So let's talk about these strategies a little bit, the three different strategies that we use, and again, how much money we're distributing back to
2: the clients vis-a-vis these strategies. So if you could explain those briefly. Sure. So three strategies, we've got conservative, moderate, and growth. As they're titled, it just kind of sounds, it is what it sounds like. Conservative, we're really trying to not take much risk. We're using a lot of short term fixed income. Even some CDs at the bank, now that interest rates have crept up, we can grab CDs that are paying 3% for one-year terms. And then a little bit of stock market exposure, not much at all, less than 20% in the portfolios. So that's really just kind of our use money now bucket. A lot of people who don't want to take much risk are in that conservative portfolio. Moderate, again, similar structure there, short-term fixed income. Some CDs and then more market exposure. Growth is going to be the most market exposure of all. So that's for, you know, when the strategy you want to use is to grow your money at a low cost, that's the strategy that we would typically implement. So. And I know next
1: week on your show, we're going to be talking folks about this idea of having the freedom to use and enjoy your money before it's too late. I'm going to have you back on that show, Wes. We're going to get into a little deeper dive of those strategies and how our strategies do give our clients the freedom to feel like they can get money out at very low cost and fees which is something the financial world doesn't tell people until they go to yank this money
2: out you never know too there's a lot of mutual funds that people invest in when you redeem you could pay fees we've run into that when we've moved client accounts over from other institutions too just to get out of the funds that they're you know invested in that haven't generated any alpha or <laughs> beaten the market at all there's a fee to get out on the back end too so i mean it can really add up and that's why we try to keep costs as low as possible well, that's a good segue to our next segment. So when we come back, folks, speaking of costs,
1: the cost of giving is actually way down. You're going to want to stay tuned for this segment. I'm Tony Walker. You're listening to the Worry-Free Retirement along with my favorite nephew, fellow fiduciary West Walker. We're going to be right back. Are you nearing retirement and does your employer offer you a pension? Do you realize that with interest rates going up, the value of your pension will be going down by as much as a 25% loss in value? Don't let this kind of money get away from you. Take action now before your lump sum pension loses value. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com or give us a call at 877-499-9255. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement Fiduciary, Tony Walker here along with Wes Walker. And no, Wes is not my son. He's my nephew. How many times have people said you're referred to me as your dad? Too or? often. Yeah, it's all too
2: often. My dad is Marty Walker. He's in Lexington, Kentucky. Your brother. A great yeah. man. But yeah, we I think we talk similar. We have similar inflections. Maybe yeah. we use you know similar phrases. And we can both imitate my late great father pretty well, too. Yeah. So. yeah, I don't really even think I ever truly met him while I was conscious. I was maybe three years old wandering around, but I can still do a pretty good impression. In fact, Aaron, let's throw up a little quick
1: clip of the late great dad. Dick Walker. Nothing stays the same. All right, so let's get back to the the essence of the show today. We are going to convince you folks it is better to give than to receive. And also, in this time we're in right now, a very tumultuous time. I have a lot of concerns about our future in terms of this country, the debt, the taxes. Right now, believe it or not, if you wanted to consider giving, we're not telling you should be giving money. But even if you wanted to give money to yourself, this could be the best time in our nation's history from a cost standpoint, to do just that. But before we get into that, Wes, so before we came onto the show, I said there's really three people or entities you can give money to. Do you remember what those three are? Because I don't think you'd really thought about it this way, had you, when we kind of discussed this idea.
2: No, I hadn't really seen it this way at all, but I remember the three different entities. You could give money to yourself, you could give money to your loved ones, or you could give money to those you don't want to <laughs> particularly give money to, so the government, the uh, Financial institutions mm-hmm. and even nursing homes in old age. That's Very good stuff.
1: So yeah, think about that, folks. Sometimes you got to boil this down in its simplest form. So you've got money, especially this show, which is geared towards retirees or people closing in on retirement. So you got this money. Now let's take the four hundred and one k plan, for instance. Let's just say, for instance, you never spent that money. Okay, and you die. Well, you think you're going to give that money to the kids, but then all of a sudden you realize that 30 to 40% of it, depending on how much is in there, has to be given to the government. As well, if you haven't spent the money, we just talked about fees. The financial world, Wall Street's been yanking fees out of that thing, so you've been giving them the money in the way of fees. And then, of course, if you had annuities, for instance, the insurance companies have been using your money And then if you're not careful when you die potentially or spend you know your last waning years in a nursing home, you gave a bunch of money to them. So if you had a choice between giving money to yourself, that is to spend and enjoy this money before it's too late, number two, giving money to loved ones or even charity for that matter, or number three, handing it over to the financial world of nursing homes, I think we would all agree that options one and two would be better. Would you agree, Wes? Completely. Okay, so how do we do that though? Well, we're going to talk about our split IRA in a minute, but how we do that is we have to get a conscious decision in our mind that we are going to all die broke. We can't take this with us, and somebody is going to be after our money. Um, I I used to train under a gentleman named Steve Renner, and he was hilarious. Uh, One of the sharpest minds I've ever met, but we'd go out on sales calls, and I was trying to learn estate planning. We're going to get into estate planning in just a second and the tax laws. But Steve, would have a way of making things so simple to people. And when he would meet with people, he'd say that the financial world's kind of like this. They wake up every morning saying, you've got my money in your pocket, and I'm trying to figure out how to get it back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's pretty good. So let's just kind of go over the current laws as they are right now. Let's say that you're thinking, yeah, Tony, I want to give some of this money up now. Uh, You know, back 40, 50 years ago, uh, Wes, long before you were around, but when I was a little kid, we gotta remember back then parents and grandparents didn't give a lot of money away. Uh, why do you think they were hesitant to give money away? And I'm talking about my granddad's generation.
2: Probably had something to do with the time frame in which they were coming up or coming of age. You know, I think about being in I'm in my twenties now, but I think about being in your twenties in the Great Depression, something like that. That would make you pretty stingy and oh. probably wouldn't have you giving much money away to kids and grandkids.
1: Bingo, yeah, that generation and, and some of you listening to this may be aware of this. I mean that generation came through the depression. The idea of giving money away while you're alive, you didn't do that because you thought you might need it. I mean, you saw what could happen to the dollar. So now we're kind of fast forwarding. More people have a little more money. They've got these 401ks, these tax infested 401ks that they're going to have to give up control of. Uh, maybe they've got kids and grandkids now. You know, when I grew up, think about school, Wes. I know you, you know, you talked about how expensive college was. We spent about $500 a semester on tuition when I was younger. I didn't have any student debt. Mm -hmm. I didn't need help from parents and grandparents to pay back debt because I didn't have any. So the cost of living was different back then, but now younger people, just the cost of living, uh, is so expensive right now that many of these people might need your help. You know, kids and grandkids. We're doing that now. My wife, Susan, and I, we're helping our kids and grandkids out when we can because they need the help right now.
2: Think about housing, too. I mean, just how much it's run up in since those times and what it costs to buy a house now versus what it would cost on versus salary. You know, back then you would make a certain salary and maybe 2 years' salary would get you a house. That's right. Not even close now.
1: That is a real good point. So let's, so let's imagine you say, okay, Tony, what, what can I give? Well, first of all, let's make sure we understand the gift tax laws. Currently, you can give, this will shock you. If you know how to do this properly, you can give up to $12 million. To your kids, grandkids, you could put me and Wes on the dole if you want to. Aaron, he'll take some of it. Anybody you want in your lifetime, $12 million. Now, Wes, that used to be only $600,000 you could give. That was called a gift tax exemption, okay? So $12 million, that's a lot of money. In addition to that, you can also give up to $16,000 per year per person. So let's walk through this. Let's say me and my wife, Susan, we have three kids, right? Two grandkids right now and a third grandchild on the way. Not that we would do this, but if you take three children, okay, also you could add on the spouses, okay? Uh, we could add on the children and grandchildren. Let's say that's 10 people. Mm-hmm. That's 10 people per me and Susan. So 16000 times 10. I personally, this year alone and every year, could give them, if I wanted to, a total of $160,000, and they would pay no taxes on that. Susan could give them 160000 We had no taxes. So
2: $320,000 between the two of you to two different
1: people every year. Every year. And you might say, well, why would they do that? Well, if I could take money out now to lower tax rate, remember the tax rates are very low compared to what they were back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s or whatever, give that money tax-free to my kids, then they could use and enjoy it now and I could watch them, I could take them on trips, whatever. But that's one way. The second way to keep in mind is these gift tax laws could change. So let me take you back in time when I was doing these joint calls with Steve Renner. Back in the 80s and 90s when I was doing what we call estate planning, the reason we were chasing after people that had money is back then you could only give up to 600000 at death without taxes. These were called estate taxes. Mm-hmm. If you included the spouse and you knew how to do something called credit shelter planning, we're going to go over this in our TV show, by the way. Oh, incidentally, our TV show, folks, uh, if you want to find out listings of the TV shows so you can see these illustrations, uh, you need to go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Go to the download section. Or actually, Aaron, there's a spot for the TV shows, right? Yeah, just there's a spot for the TV listings. Or you can go to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com, and that would be Tony Walker Financial, correct, Aaron? Yeah, and watch past episodes. But to get a visual of this. But yeah, you could pass ultimately up to 1.2 million, but after that, everything was taxed. Starting at 37%, it could go as high as 60%. So the point is, folks, tax rates used to be higher on the income tax level. They're very low now, comparatively speaking. Estate taxes used to be very low right now in terms of the amount of money you could pass. Now you can pass a lot of money tax-free. So what are we saying? What I'm saying is, folks, if we're going to figure out as a country how to pay back $30 trillion of debt, okay, let's just focus on what's going on in this country. We have loaded up, us, our grandkids, kids, whatever, somebody eventually has got to pay back 30 plus trillion dollars in debt. So if, uh, let's say Wes, you and I and Aaron, we politicians and we're trying to figure out how we're gonna pay back this debt, we could try to take it out of current income. Yeah, maybe that's one way to do it, but what is sitting out there that has yet to be taxed, Wes, that could easily, with the stroke of a pen, we could get a whole lot of money from these. What are those? All
2: kinds of retirement accounts that have been tax-deferred for all these years. Bingo. They got a deduction when they first put the money in on the promise that when they took the money out, they'd be taxed at that point. That's right. Well, we don't know what the tax rate's going to be.
1: So think about this, folks. Here we are, as we record this show, uh, September 7th, 2022, I'm trying to help you understand that these tax rates are very low, again, comparatively speaking, to the past. We're reminding you that this country has debt that's probably going to be almost impossible to pay back unless, historically speaking, they've always done this, unless they raise taxes. And all I'm saying is this, a dollar in your hand is worth a whole lot more than a dollar possibly in the future, especially that dollar is going to be taxed to death. So when I return, we're going to share with you why our split IRA concept, this concept is perfect for those of you who want to enjoy more of your money now, who want to see your family and maybe even charity enjoy more of this money now, but you also want to do so without the fear of running out of money. I'm Tony Walker, along with Wes Walker. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'll be right back. With the uncertainty of the stock market, now may be the best time to consider moving your 401k to safer territory. To talk to me at no cost or obligation, simply log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Getting ready to roll over your 401k to an advisor you barely know? Are they just going to invest your money or do they actually have experience in retirement planning? Well, here's my advice. Don't leave your retirement to chance get a written game plan from an experienced retirement planning firm that has created more than 5,000 written game plans. To get started, simply log on to tonywalkerfinancial.com and click on that Let's get started button. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement. Our Tony in the Trenches goes something like this. Tony, I hear you make this statement that the financial world is much more excited to get our money from us than they are to give it back. What do you mean by this, and do you have an example of this? And Wes, I certainly do. As you know, Trey, my favorite son-in-law, is in the Louisville office. Trey's responsibility, folks, is a lot of times I'm meeting with people. They're interested in something we're going to talk about called the split IRA They decide to do business and they're going to roll over their 401k to us you've been in these meetings and you've even done a few of these haven't you sure yeah so the other day trey said tony i got to tell you about this one and i'd met the gentleman several times he kept coming back in to the louisville office i thought what in the world's going on so i tell you what i'll do instead of me explaining what happened we're going to do a zoom call with trey right now and folks this proves to you this proves beyond a shadow of a doubt Not all the time, but a lot of these financial institutions, they're excited to get your money. They're happy to get your money. They're happy to charge fees on it. But you go to get your money back and you just see how problematic it can be to do so. So let's go to Trey right now. Well, good morning, Trey. Good morning.
0: Yeah, this one was a doozy. So during the onboarding process, I help a lot of our clients here in Louisville get the money from their current custodian, whether it's an IRA, 401k, and move it into the plan that we've laid out for them. Of course, we're looking for more use flexibility and control of their money, and this was far from that. So when we first reached out, I had to call the original custodian, this client had a statement that showed where the money was. But when we called that custodian, it was actually in the process of migrating over to a new plan. We had to call the employer to just verify that it was legitimate and they would be receiving a packet that explained the process of a new blackout period, which was two to four weeks from him even being able to move the money where he wanted to. It may or may not affect the current distributions he was receiving from that plan. And it was really just a big question mark. So we had to call the new custodian. That was a couple of weeks after the initial phone call, giving them some time for that blackout period. The new custodian of course had some information, but not all. So we had to wait another week. Once we called back, we had to call the employer to just better understand what was going on when the blackout period would occur. We called the new accounting firm. All information was moved over. However, they had made an error in the migration of his data and his address was incorrect in the system. So in helping him try to identify himself to get clearance to the account, His address was wrong, so then he had to go through a process of identifying himself. It was going to require mailed paperwork, notary, all that. However, we bypassed that and called the accounting firm to correct the error. They were able to notify the new custodian, and then we were able to do a rollover call. We found out the accounting firm didn't update his address, so we had to go back through the same process 48 hours later. We finally got the ability to get that money moved over a rollover into Charles Schwab, where he wanted the funds to go, and lay it out into the plan that we had for him. And once we did that, we had to conference. They were asking him questions about colors of vehicles that he owned in the 1990s. And finally, we got the authorization, and we had to scan and upload an image of his uh, driver's license into an online secure portal. So about 12 hoops to jump through in order to help this gentleman in the onboarding process. But understanding that we get to do this every day and understand the ins and outs, most people will have to worry about retiring one time. We've got the expertise to help in this area.
1: And I'm so fortunate to have you in the office and, of course, Wes in the Lexton offices of Fiduciary and, of course, Heather in the Bowling Green office. So thank you for all you do. Obviously, folks, hopefully it's not going to be this much trouble to move your 401k over, but this is exactly why you need a trained local retirement specialist who, as Trey said, is there to provide use, flexibility, and control of your money. Well, thanks again, Trey, and you make it a good day. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you're kind of shaking your head at that one, Wes. Apparently, you've had to make some phone calls too.
2: Familiar situation, yeah. Many times, so we've done rollover calls and even just calls to see if a 401k is eligible to be rolled over to us. And you know, not only is the hold music a hard part of it, when you finally (laughs) get through to somebody, if you've talked to an advisor who's worked hard to get that money over to their firm, they're usually not real willing to give it back over to somebody else. So we've had many calls that have gone on for way too long and been way too hard to move money over.
1: Yeah. So it kind of proves the point, folks. This money is your money. Uh, Whoever you decide to trust with it, you've got to make sure they're a fiduciary. Number one, there's a lot of people out there that are not fiduciaries. They're not necessarily working in your best interest. So what does that look like? What would a retirement game plan with a fiduciary who is managing strategies look like? Well, we call that the split IRA concept. And uh, Wes, I think you would agree. I think, and we're continually, you know, getting this thing honed in on that saver. But I think it just
2: gives the fa- the saver so much flexibility. Wouldn't you agree? It is perfect for someone who does identify their financial personality as a saver. For a pure investor who wants risk and wants even a speculator who wants to make bets on things, it's not a really an appropriate setup. But for a saver who's more concerned about the return of their money than the return on it, the split IRA concept works really well.
1: And and we have so many 401k rollover issues because people come to us, and that might be you right now. You've got an old 401k with a previous employer, maybe you've been retired for years. Maybe you rolled the 401k over to an advisor. Either the advisor's no longer in business or they're not providing the proper service. We had two of those yesterday. They just came in and said, I can't get any answers to my questions. Mm-hmm. So if that's you, if you're sitting there saying, yeah, how does this split IRA work? Well, here's how it works. First of all, we will do all the heavy lifting. If you decide after meeting with us, seeing a written game plan, there's no charge for any of this, you say, hey, yeah, I want you to handle my IRA or 401k or lump sum pension, or it could even be a thrift savings plan, 403b, it doesn't matter. Anything that's what's called a qualified account, what we do is we roll that into our split IRA concept. Now, what does that consist of? Well, it consists of the Charles Schwab platform Yes, that's our investments, that's our stocks, bonds, mutual funds, bank CDs. And the reason we have that set up as our first bucket is we want you to have complete access to that money anytime you need it, lickety-split, and at the least amount of cost to you. That included on the back end of the split IRA are those wonderful tools we call fixed annuities. And uh, you know we've, we've got different types of annuities we can use, but the premise is we wanna protect that portion, that principle, And also, if you want some of that beloved mailbox money,
0: mailbox money,
1: then you can get the annuity set up to pay you an income guaranteed for the rest of your life. And Wes, what we're finding out, now that we have a lot of clients who are getting into their senior years, we're turning on that mailbox money. And what they're realizing is, hey, I can even give more money because I'm not gonna run out of money on this bucket. So as they get older and they need less money, they're starting to give more money away but they don't have this fear like the folks of the Great Depression that they're going to run out because that annuity is guaranteed to make a payment for the rest of their lives.
2: Talk about a permission slip to being able to spend, enjoy, and even give away your money. If you know that you're, you've got a set income for life, you're going to be pretty set up well to give money to the people that you love. Well
1: said. And with that note, Wes, let me encourage you folks, if you're listening to this show right now, if you'd like to talk to me in person, we have something called the free 10-minute fiduciary phone call, and here's how it works. Just log on. To TonyWalkerFinancial.com, click on that Let's Get Started. We can set up a no-cost, no-obligation, no-fee, what's called a free 10-minute fiduciary phone call where we will talk with you about your situation. And absolutely, if it warrants, we'll meet with you in person at either our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Kentucky offices. TonyWalkerFinancial.com or give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Well, we've enjoyed being with you. Wes, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Between now and next week, if all else fails, you remember, folks, you be worry-free.